Co Show. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, my friend, how are you? You're looking very ready for a hurricane. <laughs> well, hurricane season's over, so I uh, don't have to worry about that anymore. But I did have find some good bargains on Black Friday this past week uh, after the Thanksgiving holiday. So this is uh, a $5 find in the Bass Pro Shop line. And then uh, I went over to Columbia. That was probably where I got the best deals. Sure. Uh, I got three items, including this yellow jacket that I've actually been looking for for a while. And I got it for about 25 bucks, which it was originally 60. So yeah, it was a good week for me. I'm really yeah excited about that and to try out some of my new style. I'm trying out, I'm trying out some new styles for my uh, apparel. What do you call this style? Uh, uh, it's more like a post grunge uh, style that like it was very grungy. And now it's like kind of a post grunge. Yeah, it's a little softer. This looks like I'm getting. It's a very fisherman vibe. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) I'm getting kayaker, but I'm I'm hearing you. I'm actually think I'm going for active dad kind of look. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Dad on the move. (laughs) That's me. Yeah, it's me. It's a little too hot to be wearing this during the show, so I'm gonna take it off. Even though, you know, yellow is one of our favorite colors, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it looks great, but, Derek. Good to see you. As we know, you're looking happier and healthier than ever thanks to your recent weight loss, as we discussed totally. on the last episode. And, uh, you know, looks like we both survived uh, Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. How, how are things with you? You went up to, uh, went up north a little bit, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I went uh, briefly, went back into the woods in a very secluded, secluded place nice. and kind of got away for a little while. What about you? Tell me about the uh, tell me about the shopping. Yeah, the shopping was good. I you know dropped by Columbia and Vans, and that was really about it. And Bass Pro Shop, but sure, I'm not typically a Black Friday shopper, um, and rarely an online shopper. I just don't shop often. But sometimes you know I do need to update my look, and I'm going to do that in the cheapest way possible. So Black Friday was an obvious sure. Uh, so, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. Good. Thanksgiving was good. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Uh, feel rested, and it feels like Christmas is going to be here around the so corner. fast. Did you do any shopping for other people in the middle of this, or was it all just Derek's looks? I should have been a little more considerate of others that I'm supposed to be buying gifts for, but I I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just kind of bought for myself a little selfishly. Okay. Well, good for you. <laughs> well, so okay, so Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Of course, we're wrapping up a lot of work around this time of year yeah. and uh, getting ready for the Christmas parties and all the holiday stuff that's going on. You know, you got what is your holiday look like? You, I, well, you're going to you are going to spend time with family, I believe. Right. Well, yeah, I'll be I'll be uh, flying home um, in a few weeks, about two and a half weeks from now. Um be to careful to, to Oklahoma. And oh, yeah, I've got my bodysuit ready. Um, <laughs> it's not breathable. Um <laughs> <laughs> so nervous but yeah, about that. there'll be some pretty extreme. Uh, I'm typically a guy that talks to people on airplanes and it won't be one of those flights this time. Sure. <laughs> so any holiday parties planned, anything like that? My friends back home do kind of have a Christmas little sweater party. Like my, basically my best friends from back home, like my core little small group. So we'll be getting together. But other than that, not really much, uh, you know, with some of the old folks in our family, we, we won't really be doing a lot of family travel this year. It'll be kind of just me and my immediate Same. family. Yeah. Um, just to keep it safe and just don't want to put anybody in danger, especially like I'll be coming. That's why I told my mom. I was like, I'll be coming off of a flight. I could 
pick it up on my clothes. And if we somehow unfortunately got it, then like, you know, we would definitely not want to have plans in place to go talk with other people and stuff. So, um, be careful, be careful. It's very real. It's very much going on out there. And as we're getting sort of prepared for the uh, holiday season, we were looking at different ideas of how we wanted to celebrate and be festive. And so we pitched this out to Shelly, our creative director, who kind of is responsible for coming up with ideas. And she really got, in my opinion, stuck at ugly Christmas sweater this year. I liked it, though. Yeah. So I guess I'll pull it up here. Yeah. (laughs) We're very high energy today. Um, So, um, but... I don't, I don't exactly, I would say, feel comfortable shelling out the money on this at this point. It was a little pricey, one. A little pricey. It's kind of risky. We were taught, we, our original idea was to talk about a sweater that we could wear to, you know, some of our downtown council meetings if we needed to, you know, uh, even do a show or do a Zoom call with some of our university clients right. or or even go up and do a training somewhere. It'd be nice to have something that is just a little neutral. And then she's like, boom, how about this? Yeah. <laughs> feels like feels like a real one note sort of shot. You know, I, I, I don't want to commit to wearing this in February as my my primary logoed gear. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think we've both agreed that we don't really, well, I don't know if you, you may be a little cleaner than I am. I don't do well with white. I like no. white colored clothes, and I think it's a cool style on me anyways, but I uh, am also a messy eater. Yeah. Yeah, this so is a very barbecue-centric culture in general, and uh, you've got a lot of sauces going on. You don't want to have a light sweater. I mean, I, as I say that, as I'm wearing one right now, but it's not, not something I would take down to Mojo, you know? No. So what we ended up doing, and I feel really good, and Derek, this was your idea. I'd love to take credit for it. And you know what? I'll just go ahead and take credit for it. This was my idea, not Derek's. He didn't come up with it at all. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But I love this. So this is DW Coffee. Derek, I I don't want to take the the thunder away from you. Let's let's talk about this a little. What's DW Coffee? You know, DW Coffee is something that we've been talking about for a long time. It used to be our morning meetings on Monday when we would meet up at a coffee shop we would call that little meeting DW coffee I think it lost its touch after a while but now we found a purpose for DW coffee but this here is uh what is going to be going to our clients yeah um here over the next few weeks we they just got finished today you can see the uh it's coming from Martin coffee one of our friends from the downtown council named Ben Johnson it's his company and uh they uh create some pretty tasty coffee I like their coffee a lot um, but we've somewhat partnered or purchased from them. Yeah, uh, partnered in the sense bags. of we gave them money for something that they they do. But I'm right. excited about it. I mean, but I don't. I just don't want to oversell the partnership here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? we're definitely paying them. They get <laughs> yeah. they get nothing out of this except our money. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Association so, with you and me really is the important right. Thing. Yeah. Totally. It's good trust. Good loyalty. Yeah. Uh, but it's got our name on there. It's got our logo, and we get to represent Martin Coffee, but also DW Co. Uh, and send it up to the clients that we've got all over the country. And uh, even some of our friends here locally in town. So I know our um, select subscriber, Chuck Greeson, has already requested a DW Co. coffee. And I think we could, or DW Coffee, I should say. And I think that we could probably peel one off for him, don't you? Yeah, no doubt. He's done a lot for us. Uh, uh, 
and with creative ideas. And uh, he's a cool guy. So cool guys should just get coffee. Cool guys get coffee. Derek, have you have you taste tested uh, the medium roast blend that DW Coffee is based on, or that that it is? I, I don't know what you're saying. Have you had? I think you've had this. Maybe I, you had had a, a similar, you know, kind of. Right. You know, yeah, I got a I got a bag with Ben. I did a video of Ben uh, early. I think right before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Let me. I'm gonna go find that while you're talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, he gave me a free bag for doing it, which was really nice of him. And um, I took that home and I tried it for about a week or two weeks or however long it lasts. It probably wasn't very long because <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, I think I think it was a medium roast. I, I can't uh, confirm that for sure because I don't really remember. But I'm going to try this one. I'll let you all know a review of how good his medium roast coffee is. Now, but I'm, they also do several like, you know, they do the Cuban, Costa Rican, and several other blends um, from with beans from a few different countries. Um, now, I guess I, I was good. I guess I was of the opinion or, or uh, I was informed maybe incorrectly that this is similar to the downtown council blend that uh, correct. It wasn't that also a medium roast blend that uh, they did. Oh, that? Yeah, that's right. It so, was. Yeah. And I remember liking that a lot. So I can't find the video, man. Oh, it's on ours. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking on. Uh, I was looking on the Martin Coffee site. But, um, oh yeah, it's on, uh, yeah, it's on yeah, YouTube. On. You could probably find it on our YouTube. I've got it here. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So I'm going to pull this up. But anyways, lest we, uh, if you want a bag, let us know. We've got a few. <laughs> we'll have to be selective, but we might even throw, we dish out a free one on the show, um, yeah. to somebody, um, uh, one of the next episodes. Um, so yeah. I'm into the DW coffee idea, uh, so I'm excited. We we might have to do this more often. I think it's really fun and could be a really cool giveaway. Just As you always say, it's got legs. It's got legs. Hey, listen, as long as we're talking about the downtown council and uh, some of our friends there, I think it's important for us to let people know that the downtown council gingerbread house, which we've been talking about for how long? Probably a month at this point. Yeah, we've done several episodes with this. Uh, <laughs> we've done the forefront. several episodes on this. I got a message from my friend Philip. He said, I'm glad that you guys are bringing this to an end because he was starting to get stressed out about it at that point as well, which I, I oh. got, you know, I, I feel like. him. So Derek, uh, tell us a little bit about what happened, uh, kind of close the loop on the, sure. uh, the gingerbread house since we last talked and um, kind, of, kind of bring this uh, annual story to an end. Yeah, sure. So we first, when we first talked about this on the show, we talked about the supplies that we had, the ideas of what it was going to look like, and um, just that we were not gingerbread experts and we were relying on the rest of the team. That's where we started. Then our whole team got together. We did not get very far. There was a no, lot of talking not. and just like we couldn't really figure out ideas and stuff. And some of the some supplies yeah. were just not, um, we weren't experts. That's about it. Sure, and, uh, <laughs> you can see that in the middle here. Yeah. So yeah, in the middle, yeah. So I took it home. I kind of worked on it myself, and that's how far we got there with the middle photo, and um, got it to a working condition to where in the last photo, our friend Laura could just really take it home for us and um, kind of turn a disaster into a masterpiece. And obviously, that's what she did. So uh, that's where we are. We've submitted. Uh, Darren and I need to get down there and go vote right uh, on on this um, 
this work of art that we've done. There's a People's uh, Choice Award. I guess we should clarify. When you go, they ask you what your favorite one was. And uh, it is a low-traffic event. There's not going to be a lot of people there or anything like that, uh, you know, from a, you know, a risk perspective. But you can go in there and you can support D. White and Company. I'm just going to say downtown Jacksonville. You know, let's just get them in there. The downtown council by voting for this beautiful, beautiful gingerbread house that we labored on. For sure. And I'd say, you know, these are probably our last, uh, this is where we're going to leave you with it. I think the next time we'll revisit is if we won or if we lost terribly and just give you an update on how it went. You can see, I think given the other photos that we saw of other gingerbread houses from other companies and councils and stuff were a little bigger than ours and um, a little more complex and probably well done. Um, But, you know, we put a lot of heart and soul into it and that's what matters sometimes. While they were building gingerbread houses we were working and building the downtown council. That's all I'm That's saying. Right. I'm just saying. That's the important side of it. <laughs> Derek, what else is going on? Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, I was actually, so I was, woke up at like four or four or five this morning, kind of couldn't sleep, which hadn't been happening to me as much, but kind of popped back in here recently. But so I'm up, I'm looking, and I discovered this. So uh, for those of you who uh, know a little bit about what we do at D. White & Company, We're a higher education branding firm, which means that we work with colleges, universities, large civic institutions to help define what makes them important, what makes them unique, and what makes them different and relevant. And um, we partnered recently with Staymates, oldest consulting firm, uh, I think probably the most impressive as far as the work they've done over decades. I learned so much from uh, Staymates, and they uh, picked up the phone and wanted to partner with us. Uh, on a, uh, one of their clients, which was Georgia Southern, which we're very excited about. Georgia Southern's just up the road from us. And um, so anyways, we've had the opportunity to get to know the folks there through that association and, and got to work on this brand that they launched, the Ready brand. And that, uh, it, it went live a few weeks ago, but what I noticed, Derek, that I thought was kind of cool was they have been putting out these brand ambassador boxes, right? So it's COVID, right? You don't get to roll out the brand the same way you used to be able to roll out a brand. So you have to think a little differently. You want to sort of limit your contact. So what do they do? They create these brand ambassador boxes. You can see here several tweets of it. I'll tweet probably the coolest one. Let me pull that link real quick because that was pretty neat. Uh, There's a guy that did an unboxing video of this on Twitter. So hold on a second, let me put that out there. Very cool. You can see that there. But anyway, so they sent these out to uh, faculty, staff, different team members to get them prepped and up with what's going on on the new brand. They even gave them like a, a personalized note, like dear brand ambassador. And they're responding in kind. They're putting that stuff out on Twitter and talking about how pumped they are. And I'm just like psyched. I'm just excited to see this happening for them. And I think it's such a unique and cool idea, brand ambassador box. And it shows just really intelligent marketing, problem solving, and doing it at like, like a really core level. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm just, I'm so psyched I hit my microphone. Yeah, yeah, right. No, yeah. It's, and it is exciting. It's cool. Um, I think just the process of where we started with Georgia Southern to seeing where they're at now, they're really taking it really seriously. Um, and having fun with it too, as you can see from the just kind of creative side, that's a great idea. 
Um, but you know, the hard work that we put in is showing off and the hard work that their teams put in to work together from all different departments is really working together too. So, um, you know, kudos and, uh, you know, golf clap to Georgia Southern. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We are, we're big fans of Staymates. We're big fans of Georgia Southern and we're honored to work on such a cool and exciting brand. So, uh, if you're out there, thank you. We're cheering you guys on, uh, we're cheering all of you on and excited to see you power progress for everyone in your area. I'm just, this is what we do, Derek. And I get excited when I see it start to happen. Yes. <laughs> cool. For sure. Derek, of course, we had a lot of catching up to do at the beginning of the uh, of the beginning of the show. So what we decided we would do is kind of go through work soundtracks really quickly and get to the part of work soundtracks that everyone really loves, which is Shelley's song of the week. Let's be real. I yeah, it's the best part because our music. I mean, you know, we like our music, but not everybody likes our music. It sounds like everybody likes Shelley's music. It seems like that too. So remember that you can always listen to. Uh, Shelly's songs of the week, picks from Derek. I know Derek's working on a show, working title Derek After Dark, which I really like. <laughs> you can hear my music. As we're working and playing and, and, and doing what we do at D. White & Co., you go to mixcloud.com slash Radio. listen to pre-recorded shows or the live channel, uh, which is always a lot of fun. And this song, now we were doing soundcheck earlier, and, and Derek, you actually did hear like a second of this song, which is rare. You almost always... We come into it fresh. But, Typically, yes. But what did you say when you heard it? I don't remember what my exact words were, but it was like, I'm liking this. I, liking that's a good it. sound. Something like that. It, the, the three seconds that I got of it, showing a lot of promise. So when Shelly told me that her song of the week, and we should note we're going to be changing this segment a little bit uh, in our next season next year, but for Shelly's last song of the week of the year, uh, she gave us a, a seven-minute jazz rock song by a band called All One Word, All Uppercase, Bad, Bad, Not Good, who I like. I'm familiar with th these, these guys. And the song is Kaleidoscope, but it's seven minutes long. This is a 30-minute show. So I was nervous about this until I heard those opening beats, and then I was sort of excited. So right. I think what we need to do is play the opening beats, but then Shelly said we need to play three minutes into the song because mm. there's like a really cool part there with the bass, she said. So I feel like that's how we're going to sort of approach it. And then as always, we're going to make ourselves the completely unqualified arbiters of Shelly's songs of the week and rate it, even though, as we pointed out, most of the audience prefers her music to ours. So are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right. I'm ready to hear the song. The song is Kaleidoscope by Bad Sweet. Bad Not Good. Starting out with a little electric piano. Okay. Hmm. We like beats at D. White and Co. We like beats. So what are you thinking right off the top there? This is nice, yeah. This is something I would listen to in a coffee shop for sure. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm getting major coffee shop vibes off this too. So I'm, we're already liking it. Now yeah. the question is, 
Do we uh, we move up three about three minutes, she said. So the setup is good so far. So far, we're liking what we're hearing, and we're feeling really good about it. Now we're going to, this is going to be the real test. This is the three-minute mark. It's like a bass solo. Yeah. Okay. Boy, he's still going. That's a solid 30 seconds of Jaco Pastorius. Boy, this could go on for another couple minutes, I think. I like it. I like it. I just, I don't have time to play the rest of it. We got stuff to cover. We got Battle of the Brands to get to. But uh, what do we think? You want to, you want to rate it? I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I, I'm going to give it a nine. Um, that was right up my alley. Yeah. You know, I'll give it a nine too. And in part because at uh, DW Co Radio at Mixcloud.com slash DW Co Radio, we play a lot of long songs. So I think it just kind of works. So I'll go with a nine as well. Hey, that's a winner. Yeah. I always like to judge this. You know, we got to see uh, Timothy Erie live with Shelly in Root Down, down in Five Points in Jacksonville. And we we were like, you know, live, yeah. I mean, sorry, recorded, yeah, the shows, or the sound is great, good song, whatever. But when we heard it live, it was like a different, completely different feeling. Um, And it was just the song, they just, you know, lots of instruments playing and stuff and uh, the instrumental side of it. Anyways, but I like whenever... The song does that. Like that's just that's just right now. So I think would this be a good band or song to listen to in root down? And it, it passed the test. Yeah, it would. That's great feedback. Yeah, just sorry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it really was. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm just ready for Shelly to come back down to Jacksonville. That's I am all. too, man. Let's get this pandemic over with. I, let's. Wear your masks. Do the stuff you have to do. So, and we'll try to do the same, even though Derek's flying all over the place. But I'll <laughs> all over the yeah, all over. Home, yeah, one I home know. and back. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And you're gonna be safe, but it's just scary. I have to admit, I'm legit concerned about it. You know, I've like, requested to sit in the cockpit um, <laughs> on the flight. Yeah, so I haven't heard back from him yet, but that's what I've requested. <laughs> Derek, time for the promo. I'm realizing that of even though we were super prepped, I didn't load the promo music again mm. so you want, me to give, you want me to give you some promo music yeah well let's what would that sound like <laughs> it was actually kind of cool I, I was not expecting that i beatbox in my free time apparently okay so can you keep that going while i talk about on brand off brands yeah you ready okay. for this let's do it promo three three two two me and Derek want to hear what's up with your on-brand, off-brands. So you can tweet me at real Darren White, or you can email me, Darren at dwhiteandco.com. We want to know what you want us to talk about. That probably sounds awful. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, so uh, we've been doing, we've been covering a lot of other stuff. But it's time to get back into Battle of the Brands. Now, I have to admit, I'm trying to get this image you sent up, uh, but I'm having trouble doing it. But tell us where we are. Give us a quick rundown for those who are new listeners 
what is Battle of the Brands, and yeah. uh, where are we with Battle of the Brands? Sure. So the image he's referring to is just a layout of what Battle of the Brands is, looks like up to date. So what Battle of the Brands is, is it's basically a mock of March Madness, which is coming up in March right. for college basketball. It's a big time of the year for sports. And uh, we just happen to like it at the same time. And we wanted the theme brands around that too. So uh, what we've started doing is building a bracket and we started seeding just companies and brands from all over the uh, all over the country, all over the world, uh, and inside Jacksonville, inside of this bracket. Right. And there's really no basis for it. It's kind of just um, off preference and opinion that mm -hmm. they've been ranked and seeded. Um, we tried, we we are thought, we've been thinking about it. We've given it some thought. I mean, oh. it wasn't just total nothing, was it? Right. Yeah. No, no, not at all. But I think there's um, an open possibility for an argument against oh, some of our for choices. Sure. For That's sure. what I'm saying. Some of our choices are bad, you know, so <laughs> we'll just have to work yeah. with that. But. but we've seeded four teams so far, kind of the big four seeds in each conference. The conferences are categories, as you could say, include tech and finance, sports, mm -hmm. auto, and what's our other one? Restaurants and retail, I believe. Sports, auto, retail, restaurant is one category, and tech. And tech. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of the, that's the landscape of this tournament. Um, and we've seeded through four teams. So there, there's a total of 16 teams in this bracket so far, and we have to get to 64. Now, uh, we don't have enough shows to seed each seed every time right. uh, that we have a show. There's not enough time before March 14th hits. So we're going to go on the back end and seed all of these, me and Darren self, um, and give you guys a nice um, reveal whenever it comes uh, Selection Sunday time around March Madness in, in real life uh, with basketball. Uh, and we're going to kind of start our tournament at the same time. So we've got a few months before that happens, but this is what it looks like so far. Um, how do you want to you run through these really quick? Well, or just so if you guys are, are listening or watching on the live show, we just put the actual bracket up here so you can actually see that. But in these four categories, just as a reminder... Uh, for the tech category, we've got the big four, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Facebook, kind of a clash of the titans. Uh, retail restaurant, we have Nike, but then we pivoted towards some Florida businesses, including Salt Life, in the news, by the way, we need to talk about that, Disney, and the players. So three uh, kind of interesting ones there, controversial, but in a way, what we're doing is seeing where those Florida brands stack up, right? When we take them out of our own little world in our own little bubble and see where they kind of fit. For auto, BMW, Mercedes, Jeep, and Honda, right? And then for sports, number one seed, the Dallas Cowboys. What a fan base. Uh, University of Alabama, the Yankees, and of course the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, our Cinderella story, let's say. That's right. That's the controversial one I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, Salt Life seems more realistic than Jaguars. <laughs> and it seemed like a wild card. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Yeah. So, but that's, this is what it's looking like right now, the landscape. If you have comments on this, totally send them our way. We're going to fill out the rest of this bracket. If you've got brands that you think should be ranked in a certain spot, let us know. We'll totally throw it in and consider. But the purpose of discussing Battle of the Brands this episode is how are we going to do it? What are the rules? What's the landscape of this tournament actually look like? How do teams move on? Right. What does a weekly scenario look like? So there's some of the questions that we should answer today. 
So what do you think? So I, I know that we've given this some thought. We felt like it would work better. I called it, I don't know if this is the right term, but more of a rotisserie style. It has to be very head-to-head, correct? It's a head-to-head it bracket. Yes. Okay. So then the question is, what does the face-off look like maybe first, correct? Like what? how do you choose them? What will be the selection method? Yeah. Well, I know that it's important for as to remain the same style of bracket as March Madness. So like the one seed will go against the 16 seed Mm -hmm. um, and two seed against the 15 and then all the way down. So it's definitely has to be like that. Um, And on probably on the same schedule uh, in between over the month that the games happen. Right. And I would say my idea for us to, for winners to be selected was, a Twitter poll, you know, take mm-hmm. it to Twitter and let the, let the let the people vote on who they think is the best brand mm-hmm. and who they think is a winner. Because you know, I think with brands are a little bit different than, um, you know, s- sports teams specifically. Because mm-hmm. uh, you've got fans of things all over, and we've got friends all over the map. Right. So it's possible that our poll could swing a, a different brand a different way. You know. Well, so how many people would it take for a poll to be valid in this case? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you yeah. can't just be like Chuck voting, you know, sure. uh, it has to be, we more. have to have some numbers. How, how many people do we need to take these polls? That's a good point. What do you, what do you think? Well, and then the other question I have while we're at it is how you're going to have, won't we have to put out, would it be four, four polls every week? We'd have to do four polls. Well, shoot, that's a good point. Um, See what I'm saying? Yeah, well, there's going to be more than four polls. That's a good, you know, I really hadn't thought about it at that capacity. It's pretty easy to do when we've got just like a few games going on per week. But right. if we're talking, like in the first round, there's 32 games. Mm-hmm. There's going to be 32 matchups that we have to vote on. So I, that's a good point. So we need something that covers some ground. You, you know what I'm saying? So polls... Polls might not be mm-hmm. the most effective way. See, yeah. I think it needs to be almost like it needs to have some sort of criteria or scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how there has to be some way. Maybe it's like four categories. I'm just making this up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like three categories. You know what I mean? Like a head-to-head matchup. But then to your point... How are we going to do all of those at once? So many. You know, I think is what it comes down to. We we may need to set a criteria when you win a when you win a sporting when you win a game or a match or whatever. Right. It's because you scored the most points. points. Yep. I hear so you. that's what it has to come down to. What is that? What are what are these brands checking the box on every week that we can add a point system to? And then we can add them. We can just add them all up at the end of the week or something like that. I, 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 the, the model of that idea I'm into, right? So yeah. we do a point system. We base that on um, some pretty specific criteria. And then it becomes much easier to assess them. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't mm-hmm. have to, I don't have to do a bunch of work on this. I mean, this right, is yeah. funny little show. So. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. I think we, I don't know how you would discuss points. I know we've discussed like, their stock price has been an option. If it went up or if it went down, they get a point. 
Uh, yeah, but a brand is an intangible thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> right. brand is the thing that it's the thing most likely to add value to your stock price. That's not sure. a fundamental. You know what I mean? Something that can be measured. You know, it's it's the value you put there. I mean, what value do you put on? Um, you know, like. Uh, well, I'm telling you, the news yeah, for Salt know. Life is a strike. Of, it's a negative one for them. Yeah. So, um, you want to, you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. Let's yeah. Bring it up. Well, I don't have it. Do you have Do you have a link on it? Uh, I don't have the link on it. Okay, I'll see. Uh, if but I, I know it. what happened. Do you want to give a short? Uh, I see. I think I might be able to find uh, it. You it. may know a little bit more about it than I do. I just remember. Okay. I just know so that this is Salt. C- Life. Yeah. Go for yeah, it. CNN.com. Uh, headline is Salt Life co-founder arrested on manslaughter charges, police say, by Melissa Alonzo. Uh, co-founder of Salt Life, the ocean-centric apparel brand, was arrested and charged with manslaughter in connection with the killing of an 18-year-old woman in South Florida, court records show. Michael Troy Hutto, 54, appeared in court via video link Monday in Palm Beach County, where a judge set bond at $255,000. He was arrested at Baptist Medical Center in Jacksonville, and booked into the Duval uh, County Jail. So uh, what happened here was says Riviera Beach police responded to the hotel uh, October 29th and found a woman's body with a gunshot wound to the stomach. That's what we know right now. The room was rented in Hutto's name with his ID, phone, wallet, and belongings still inside. So that has to be a brand strike. Murder, co-founder, I know that he hasn't been now. Now I have to say this: my understanding is that Hutto has not been, um, he has not really been involved with Salt Life in several years at this point. Salt Life was acquired in 2013 by Delta Apparel, so mm-hmm. that's something that's important to note here. Nonetheless, that just shows you how sticky brands are, right? What's the first thing that gets noted? He's he's the Salt Life guy, you know, and that goes mm-hmm. back back to their hits. So I'm sure that's a busy day in their public relations department. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. It's something they didn't want to have to deal with. Right. I, they don't, they don't sign up or take those jobs for those kind of situations. No. You know, they do it because they like the brand. They like the company. <laughs> right. Wow. So wild. So, okay. So, so, so what we're hearing is you and I are probably going to collaborate a little on a point system yeah. uh, that we'll develop. We'll bring back to this space, of course, because this is where people are following battle of the brands. And uh, we'll go from there, correct? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, man, feel bad for Salt Life. I don't know that they're going to make it past the first round with that one. That's tough. So who are they? Yeah, and who are they playing? Who's, who well, will we'll, be their we'll have to or? find out. It's after we seed the entire thing, then we'll see. Okay. They'll play a 15 seed in the retail and restaurant space. So so one last seeding job to do will be the complete seeding of these, and that's what you're yes. going to be working on. Yes, that's probably what we'll have to do, and then... Um, kind of create the rules point system uh, and uh, overall outlook of the tournament after that. So wonderful, Derek. I can't wait to see it. Derek, before the break, I did a on brand off brand on Hillsong pastor. Carl Lentz was kind of a dud. Uh, The way that, you dud out promos. I dud out on brand off brands, I feel like. But you've got one today that I'm pretty interested in, but I'm not sure what angle you're going to take on it. Do you want to kind of walk us through it? Sure. Yeah. So the topic is 
that the Broncos didn't even have one quarterback to spare for Sunday's game last week. Right. Um, which I don't know that that's ever happened right before. Mm-hmm. That's maybe a new thing in the NFL. I think that's a, I don't know if you would call that a record or a total failure. <laughs> I'm not First, sure. <laughs> milestone. It's, it's a milestone for sure. Milestone and mile high is probably what we should have called it. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, so what happened was uh, with uh, the coronavirus, three, the three starting backup and the, set, and the third string quarterbacks all got sick. Yeah. Uh, they've had to go into quarantine at that point. They're like, well, we don't have a quarterback. Let's bring somebody up from the practice squad, uh, the quarterback down there. And they usually, I think only have one quarterback on the practice squad and, uh, well, he's sick as well. So they're like, well, dang, we literally have zero quarterbacks who on our staff has quarterback experience. So they try to hire two quality control guys that both played quarterback in college, one at James Madison university and the other, at University of Central Florida. Right. And uh, so they petitioned to the NFL to see if they could get a one-day contract for these guys who are also on staff with the Broncos. The NFL denies it on Sunday morning of their game. The game is happening just hours later, and on that morning they deny the, the coaches to be an option to play quarterback. So now the Broncos are left with, what do we do for quarterback this week? We can't run wildcat with the running back taking every snap they're going to know it's run every time so last result they go to um kelly hinton i think his name is or something hinton Mm -hmm. i have to look i can't remember his uh original his first name kendall Uh, kendall hinton is the kendall yeah that's it kendall hinton who is a wide receiver on the broncos practice squad so they brought him up to the 53-man roster. Mm -hmm. He played quarterback in college, so he had a little bit of experience, but he was definitely um, brought onto the Broncos as an athlete where you would typically play a receiver position if you're more of just an athlete. So he had experience. He's very talented as an athlete, but the quarterbacking is not why he was brought into the NFL. So now here he is. He's got his one shot to play quarterback in the NFL, and it was um, an absolute nightmare for the Broncos. They didn't score touchdowns. <laughs> they barely had any first downs. The rushing yards were very few as well. It was a tough day for them playing against a good team. So, um, <laughs> it's like a, it was like a real life Rudy for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. like this guy got his one shot of playing quarterback, uh, through the most unique wild little, little loophole. So, sure. You know, I think we need to, is this on brand or off brand? Uh, Just think for the Broncos organization, I think is what I kind of want to go for this one. Well, it seems off brand for the Broncos. I think of the Broncos as a real kind of, I know they've had some quarterback troubles here and there, but that's a a team of John Elway. That's the team of of slinging the ball, you know. So um, for them not to have a quarterback, I mean, for the, the Jaguars have played a decade without a quarterback. That's not surprising at all. You know, right. um, you know, when the Cowboys had Tony Romo, they did the same thing. But for the for the Broncos to do it is is just ridiculous. My dad's gonna hate that comment. I did it for him. What <laughs> what do you what do you think? Um, I do. I think it's off brand for the Broncos. They do have a long history of one, just talented, sound football players, um, a rich history of postseason play, and um 
consistency. The Broncos have just more or less always been consistent. They have one of the hardest stadiums to play at in the NFL due to the elevation and things like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just that's a tough break for the Broncos, and it's not something that they planned. It's not. It's that's the that's where it's hard because it's not totally their fault, but at the same time, their guys are out and about. You know, uh, probably getting COVID. So yeah. you know. Well, on that note, we've got another successful DW Co. show in the books. Derek, be safe, be well, get deals. <laughs> Those are the words. Those are the closing words of the day. Get deals. <laughs> well, so with that in mind, it is time for you to give your final thought. Give us some no advice, doubt. Derek. I've, I've been looking for advice all week. Right. So here you go. Okay. You guys have a great week. Roast your coffee medium. If you got a Bass Pro Shot, wear it, but only when fishing or drinking coffee. And um, yeah, be careful spending time with family over this month. Don't spend a lot of time around people. Yeah. And if That's you are going to be uh, by yourself, uh, enjoy some DW coffee while you're at it. I just want to say tune in next week for the best of 2020 with D. White & Co. We're going to be talking about the best music from this year that we've listened to, the best projects that we've completed this year with uh, schools, and uh, probably the best of our personal experiences as well, and probably the best of on-brand, off-brand from the year of 2020. So tune in. It's going to be a really fun show next week. DW Coast Show. It's the best higher ed branding show you listen to. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.